This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. From the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is. You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, amazing to be here with you on the BetQL Network. I like the beat that like rides out here on the open yeah jake bring it up a little bit oh yeah (laughs) out of all like the generic music events that we could have picked i think this might be the best one it's really good it's actually really good I dig it. Great to be here with everybody on the BetQL Network. Every game here, Game 7, no hot take be us on this show. We bring you the bets. We bring you the sports. Coming to you live from all the usual spots, odyssey.com and the app, betqlnetwork.com and the app, radio stations nationwide as part of the BetQL Network. More to come. Like, really fun announcements coming up on You Better You Bet as we move along over the course of the next couple weeks. Can't wait to get into those. We are on YouTube today, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, and on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash BetQL. Ken and I here bringing you the wagertainment up until 7 o'clock Eastern as we talk all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by the king of sportsbooks, the great people at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. On this, W3. We got three words, and they all start with the letter W. Wonderful Football Wednesday, September 20th, 2023. Our show is on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos. Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, on X, now and always, at Lockie Lockerson. And on this Wonderful Football Wednesday, we bring you five, five phenomenal guests. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five phenomenal guests. Pro sports better Rob Bazola will join us at 4 p.m. Eastern time, talking week three in the NFL. So, too, will Brian Baldinger. He'll join us at 4.20 p.m. Eastern time, Odyssey Sports NFL Insider. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. Hashtag Will Wednesdays. Will Brinson joins us, 4.40 p.m. Eastern. His picks for week three in the NFL. Eric Eager at 5.20 from Sumer Sports. His picks for week three in the NFL. And the bear himself, Chris Felica, stops by at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Newly minted Fox Sports gambling analyst Chris Felica will join us coming up at 5 o'clock Eastern, giving us his thoughts on all the college football games this weekend, including Notre Dame and Ohio State. Plus, 
Coming up this hour, all the line moving your little heart could ever desire for week three in the National Football League. It moved is on the way, including some movement in the Texans-Jaguars game in Jacksonville. Um, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. You know, Will Brinson's coming on the show. But it's also day three of Lochmas, and Santa Locky is here telling you how to bet conference title futures at this point in the young season. Tyler Morales is with us today. We'll play some whatever you prefer with Tyler coming up in the final hour of the show. And the final hour of the show is the Power Hour, featuring all our bets for tonight, those coming up in the 6 o'clock hour Eastern time. We are locked and loaded on a wonderful football, wonderful football Wednesday. Ken Barkley, how's it going? Uh, great. And I, I think we can sort of like officially say that I, uh, I don't, I probably don't have to do any more segments about NL Cy Young anymore. Probably don't have to do any more of those. Been wait, just been waiting, not betting, just waiting, hoping like a valuable opportunity comes up. There could have been one last week. There could have been another one this week. And uh, it looks like there's just not going to be one. Blake Snell was awesome last night. Uh, pitched great against like one of the worst teams you could possibly assemble, which was why expectations were were uh, pretty low for that we would maybe get a chance to make some bets last night. Spencer Strider was great and then gave up a three-run home run. So it just never – just like last week, it just – you're not down money. It just didn't materialize the opportunity to make a bet. But just kind of – I always think it's kind of a bummer when like you you know something might be way good and then it just it just doesn't just doesn't happen and just uh for whatever reason like just uh it doesn't have to be what happened this time but just man like the it seemed like man this could actually be really awesome if the right order of things happened and uh and it just didn't so kind of a bummer that just uh you know anytime you don't get great bets in and you you get shut out you you want to make bets and you just can't then uh then that's always kind of a bummer so i think i think Blake Snell won the NL Cy Young last night i think that concludes all discussion of baseball awards probably uh, for for the rest of the regular season. Nothing really that interesting is probably going to happen in the next couple of weeks. And uh, and we're we're on to. It's so funny because as as one door closes, another opens. Got three texts from people about NBA awards today as we're about a month from the regular season start. What about this guy? What about this guy? Just really funny how the world turns. We're we're on, we're off one and we're on to another. And and also like and I. I... I brought this up last week on the show. I'm far from the only person that talked about this, so I'm not looking to take credit for it at all. It feels like a lot of people now are talking like Parsons to win NFL MVP. They like I've seen that yeah. like everywhere on social media for the last like for the last like, 24 popular, hours. It's a very popular topic. We'll do NFL awards tomorrow. I I would never in a billion years bet him at any of the prices you see right now. I mean, not even close. Like it's just it's just not going to happen that often. Like he can win. Like, he can win and, like, Derek Carr can't win. So, like, yes, in that way, it's, like, a fun bet. But, like, he he's not going to win, like, 1 in 30 or 1 in 4. Like, he's going to win, like, 1 in 200. Like, that's what he's going to win. But he is going to win 1 in 200. And, like, a lot of the other guys around him aren't even going to win. Like, Deshaun Watson's going to win 1 in 10 million. You know, like, that's like that's the difference between the two players. So, like, it, yeah, yes, he can win. But, like, just think of the ordering and, like, who he needs to be behind. He needs to be behind all the people he's behind right now, basically, in terms of his likelihood to win. So it's kind of like – it's one of those things that it's fun because it's different. But once the price drops remotely, I actually think it becomes a bad idea again. So, so Parsons may be more likely to win MVP than Deshaun Watson. Also, can't wait to lay the Browns on Sunday at home against the Tennessee right. Titans. <laughs> I'll say this about the Blake Snell situation it also. So. He can be less could, likely to win MVP, and they could still be. Uh, by the way, we're not I, the only people that think that's a good bet. That number got jammed in the last fifteen minutes. No threes. Well, threes are all well, gone. Let's, so. let's uh let's hope for the best, my friends. Let's hope for the mm. best here. And a uh, line movement coming up in a little bit. Uh, I'll say this about Blake Snell. I was just like, you watch the highlights, watch the post game. 
read the post-game quotes from Blake Snell, and it just, like, reinforces, like, the whole, like, the stupidity of all of this as it concerns Blake Snell, where it's like, yeah, we were never going to leave him in past seven innings. Snell being like, yeah, I know my body. It's not worth it for me to go back out there. This guy's been skating by the entire year. Look, he's obviously been, he's been good. Like, the ERA's good. Last night he was exceptional with all the strikeouts, Ken, like you said, against a bad lineup. But it's like, like, the, the classic Blake Snell, like, smarmy response from this smelly SOB. I, I, I felt for everybody last night. I felt because like Snell was like he's like he's uh, he's driving the knife in and he's twisting it. He's like, yeah, I would had me eight innings, Puh, never. Yeah, I, why I, would I go? Eight I innings? wouldn't even dream. I wouldn't would even dream of it. I wouldn't even dream of it. Screw that guy. Yeah, and he's to be fair, he's uh, he's been so good with his performances that he's essentially given the voters no choice. It seems like it's very rare to have an award market where where people collectively, I, 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 this is not like jaded or biased or anything. And I, I reported a couple things yesterday in the power hour, like that you just, you really get a sense that he like, sh- this should be over. And it just, it was dragging out forever. And people just didn't want to vote for him. They really didn't like everything you heard, like he's ahead in all of these categories and everything heard is like, well, let's see. I kind of like this other guy. And like, let's see, let's see what happens the rest of the season. Like nobody's saying, let's see what happens the rest of the season with Garrett Cole. Let me say that with that. Nobody's saying let's see what happens the rest of the season with Ronald Acuna. Like it just, you know, yeah, you know, 40, 80, but like, yeah, let's see what Betts does for a couple weeks. Let's like really see what, let's see what happens there. So you just, you keep getting the same vibe. And, uh, and to be fair, like he's been so good that I think they're not going to have a choice. And I think if they did have a choice, they'd vote for the other guy and they just, they're not going to have a choice. Um, you know, we'll see what Strider does in his last start. You know, if he strikes out like 18 guys, he'll get really close to 300 strikeouts. He'll come close to breaking the Braves' single season record. Um, he'll pass John Smoltz in his next start. Some pretty, for, some pretty uh, good like a, pitchers in Braves history. Some pretty oh, good ones. Yeah. And I, I think the, the funny thing about even last night and some of the narrative about last night's start is I think the story of this Cy Young will be like, everybody really wanted to give it to Strider. Like they really wanted to. Like it, it made sense. He, like he's the best. There's no question he's the best. Like that's, but it's not who's the it's not who's the most talented. You know, if that was true, it's like, well, uh, you know, LeBron would have won every MVP. Mahomes would win every NFL most value. Like that's not what it is. So because it's just like how you did the season and how the, what the numbers are, like he he probably won't win. But you can even just tell by how he's like covered and how people talk about his starts that there's just this reverence for his skill and his ability. He was on display again last night, made the Phillies look stupid for most of the game, as he has done the entire season. And, you know, gives up a three-run home run to Harper. And that's also been the story of his season, where it's like every single at-bat, this is like your every single bet, every single game, whatever, every single pitch, every single at-bat, he does something where you just go, well, this guy's the best pitcher. And then he has these, like, momentary things where it's just like, Oh, yeah, like I just crushed like a 450 foot home run off of you. And then we're back to like hundred miles per hour on the black again. And it'll just be funny in the postseason. They're going to enter the postseason as a really, really big favorite. He will start game one of the postseason series almost surely. Right. And Max Fried will probably end up being their number two starter. And you just wonder like if it'll be the same thing again, where for five innings, you just go, I don't know how the hell anybody's going to get a hit off this guy. Like, I don't know how anybody's going to make contact off this guy. And then all of a sudden they'll be like, with well, this one thing like, Oh, somebody just hit a grand slam. How about that? And it's like, that's that's going to be the reason why he didn't win Cy Young this year. You'll, you'd be curious if that happens in the postseason. Yeah, just it'll the story for me will be um, a guy in Blake Snell who was a huge price that I was like extremely reluctant to believe could ever win. And he like overcame everyone that I thought stood a better chance. And I think the voters were as resistant as I was. And I think we all in the end just had to be like, all right, okay. 
like you did it. You got the best numbers by far. Like you, you did it, and everybody else folded, and uh, and we don't really have a choice. So yeah, it just it it was a funny one, and uh, and I I think it's over. I say that, and now next week, like some somebody else will have a, a think piece about how it's not over. I think this is one. I, this one's actually over now. So Spencer Strider's one thing is like serving up the occasional meatball for a 500 foot homer, not to be confused with Jewel's one thing, which was shoplifting. Mm. If you'll remember, hashtag yes, real ones. No. Um, so yeah. like this conversation about baseball and you bringing up the baseball postseason, you know, each team has about like what 10 to 12 games left in the regular season here, which means the playoffs are almost here. Think about it, right? It's September 20th. It's almost October. It's almost time for the uh, for the baseball postseason. Um, something we had success with on the show last year. Like I rode the Philadelphia Phillies all of the way to the World Series. And I'm not saying that as like expert handicapping acumen by me. It's like I felt this team was going to get hot, bet on them, probably got lucky, and, and the Phillies end up beating the Padres and the NLCS and make it to the uh, to the World Series. Um, I'm, I'm, haven't been into the baseball regular season this year, probably because like my Yankees have been so absolutely dreadful and the Mets stink too locally, but uh, as we approach the playoffs, and I didn't think that I was going to talk about this in the open, but this is getting me excited now, I'm starting to get like pretty pretty pumped for this, even without my favorite team going to participate. Uh, we'll do a lot of it on the show here, and it's always fun betting. The, the high leverage, you know, it feels massive. It, the sweats are great. I'm I'm actually really excited. We're almost there, man. October is the, maybe the best sports month of the year. Yeah, and it'll be fun too. I think this one we don't have to. I don't want to talk about it right now because the season's not over yet. But it'll be fun when we get closer, and when I have like the full like set of data from the season and how everybody performed. I think one of the really interesting things this year, it it's almost certainly going to be true no matter what happens in the next ten games. But we'll wait to talk about it. Um, Yes, there are certain teams that have very recognizable qualities that other champions have had. You know, the Astros won when the Red Sox won a bunch. Like it just, you know, it's just you you look for these certain like statistical qualities or team based whatever. And there there are for sure teams that will enter the postseason with that. Atlanta will be first and foremost. They they'll check every box from a team standpoint. But one thing that you're always looking for, and we did this, Nick, I think when you were Maybe when you were on your honeymoon, I, I opened the show with this topic, like in July or something, maybe. And uh, and Jake took part in it for sure, too. And I just go, you know, this year might be funny because typically when you're evaluating, like, man, do I want to bet this team in the postseason? You're evaluating, okay, like, what's their one-two to start a postseason series, to start every postseason series? Is their one-two the best one? Like, who has the best one? Frontline starters. And, you know, you go back historically and you'll you'll easily, you know, you'll recognize so many of the names on the list uh, or why teams won because they had players like that. And, you know, Verlander last year, obviously. And, you know, like the most famous example is like Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson, which Nick doesn't want to hear. But from like a war standpoint, from like a war standpoint, they're the best ever. Like they're the best ever from a war standpoint. And that's that's kind of like what you're looking for. Pretty good, yeah. pretty good. If you can get it, if you can get that, or even close to that, then that gives you like a really big leg up. Okay, well, here's the funny thing about this year. You go through some of the, some of the worst standings on you know, baseball reference, fan graphs, whatever. A lot of the really top performing pitchers this year aren't in the playoffs. Like very few of them. Like they're just, you know, you're looking at the top of the list. You're just going like, all right, like Garrett Cole, where where's he going to be? You know, like, uh, Zach Gallen, maybe. Like, where's he going to be? Uh, you know, like a, a Kodai Senga, where's he going to be? Blake Snell, where he's going to be? You know, like all these guys that have kind of like shower. the seat from a pitching standpoint, the season's been about them. And we're not going to get almost any of them. And what that means is the one two for a lot of the teams in the playoffs is at best questionable. 
And when that happens, that's when you get like the really, that's when you get like the Royals winning or like the Cardinals who didn't, who won like 78 games or whatever. Like that's when you get that. And I'll be curious if this postseason gets particularly wacky because like beyond maybe Atlanta, if Freed's okay, and maybe the Mariners, maybe there's not like another team necessarily where you're like dying to put out their one, two, a lot of times the Astros, but like, it's just, it's, it's not that many teams. I, I hated that David Eckstein Cardinals team that won the World Series. I think they won mm. 83 games that year. Maybe in 2006, they beat the Mets in the NLCS. But it was, like, justice served when the Tigers lost that World Series to the Cardinals because Kenny Rogers was a cheating SOB helping to get past the Yankees. It was the Joel Zumaya mm. A-Rod year. Just like, Good chicken, though. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's like, this is how – oh, Kenny – Kenny, this is how we identify Kenny. years in sports based on our own teams. You might be out there thinking, man, these guys talked a lot of baseball to start the show. Where's the football? Oh, we got you covered. And it's coming up next. <laughs>